Hello, good morning. Welcome to the RSVP program on Nikita the Science on New Cruise 92.7 FM. Proudly sponsored by our partners, Enough is Enough Inspiration Care and Development Center. My name is Joshua Adebit. Yesterday was uh, 22 February 2022. Aside the significant date. It was a day of national protest against uh, President Muhammad Bari's delay in signing the Electoral Act. The delay, uh, by implication, means the Independent National Electoral Commission would have to delay the schedule of timetable for the 2023 elections. It also means that INEC would not be able to fully test run the provisions of the Act during the AKT and assume governorship elections. Before yesterday, some civil society groups expressed the fear that the same fate that befell a previous attempt to amend Nigeria's election law awaits uh, this uh, latest version. Speaking on behalf of uh, the coalition, uh, the convener, Nigeria uh, Civil Society Situation Room, NLB, and the executive director, Yaga Africa, Samson Itodo, uh, warned that any further delay could threaten the integrity of uh, the off-cycle the, elections in Ekiti and of course in Oshun and the 2023 uh, general election. Let's listen to that. As a nation prepares for the off-cycle elections in Ekiti and Oshun, you know, and the 2023 general election, a new legal framework is required to safeguard the integrity of these elections. Our position is first Please just assent to the bill because of the urgent importance um, of assenting to this bill to fast track the preparations for elections. And, and it's important to underscore that if you act outside or after February 27th, it will affect the dates already scheduled for the presidential elections and other activities. There you listened to. Uh, the convener on Nigeria's society situation, Rumen NLB, and the executive director, Yaga Africa, Samson Itodo, uh, warning that any further delay of uh, presidential assent to the Electoral Act Amendment Bill could threaten the integrity of the off cycle elections. Uh, here in the Kitty States, we'll be having uh, one in June, on June 18 to be precise, and later Ocean State, July, and uh, next year, 2023, definitely general elections will. Uh, definitely uh, come up. But the presidential spokesman Femi Adeshina, who have initially accused some people of playing politics with a delay yesterday, assured that the president will sign uh, the act uh, very, very soon. So today, we're looking at improving electoral credibility through the Electoral Bill 2022. Focus will be on the governorship elections here in AKT States. Our guest on the program this morning on Harris VP program Ekiti decides uh, first we will definitely be speaking with a senior program office, uh, 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 from uh, EIE yes uh, Mr. David Ayodele will definitely uh, be joining us on telephone I believe he's already with us on telephone and uh, of course we'll be having Benga Adesun Laura the state's focal point Yaga Africa who will be joining us uh, in the studio Mr. David Ayodele uh, good morning thank you for joining us on the program this morning we sincerely appreciate you for creating time to be part of the show this morning. 
It's my pleasure. Thank you for having me. All right, so uh, let's now begin to look at this uh, issue. With the president yet to sign the electoral act, even uh, if uh, it does in a matter of days, according to the special advisor, media policy yesterday from Addition, I even said he will be signing it in a matter of hours. That's what he said yesterday. So now, as, as of now, the president is yet to sign it. To what extent would I make? Uh, readily deploy some of those provisions in the equity polls. Let's start uh, that premise. To what extent do I make? Readily uh, deploy some of those provisions in the equity polls. Okay, um, thank you very much. Um, yesterday, um, there was a, let me start from the, um, the white protest from, from about 25 uh, CSOs that went to the Abuja yesterday to protest that the president should sign the uh, electoral bill 2022. Um, into law, because, I mean, the law actually offers for elections in Nigeria, and it's actually the future of elections, and the future of democracy um, in Nigeria. So, um, if I'm going to say this, uh, I would like to first, uh, first um, state about um, the highlight of the, uh, of the okay. electoral bill itself, yeah, okay. so that people can actually understand this bill. Mm. Number one, um, it enables, uh, I think, um, early release of election funds to ILEC give ILEC access to early release of funds so that they can plan ahead of time. Okay. Number two is that it, um, it gives them electronic transmission of results. Okay. Um, number three is that it, um, it gives the power to review election results declared on that to it. Mm. It gives so the power like, to yes, review ILEC, election results yes, declared on the Okay. Yes. It gives ILEC the power to review declaration and returns Made under questionable circumstances to um, keep returning officers in check. Mm. So, number four thing that political neutrality of INEC personnel, so it means that INEC personnel cannot be biased or they cannot be partisan right. um, in, in doing their job. Mm. So, uh, number five thing is that legalizing electronic accreditation of voters. Mm. So, this makes provision for electronic accreditation of voters using the smart card readers. Or any technological uh, device as, yes. uh, as may be determined by INEC. Mm. Number six is inclusion of persons with disabilities. So INEC provides um, opportunity or um, a way to convey people with disabilities mm. and the election polls and actually participate as um, eligible voters. All right. Uh, so inclusion of persons with disabilities, we mentioned that. Mm-hmm. Talk about them. Um, we defined over voting. Mm. This is, uh, we say, over voting occurs when the number of votes cast uh, at an election is in any polling unit exceeds right. the total number of accredited voters in that polling unit. Therefore, total number of accredited voters will become a determining factor in the validity of vote to election. Mm. Number eight says that early conduct of participants and sub- submission of list of candidates. So it means that all um, political parties submit the, um, the list of their candidates, obviously, after they have uh, conducted their early primaries. So this is put in place so that people can make their decision early enough or start looking at these candidates mm-hmm. to look at their credibility, to understand them, look at their assessment, to see, be able to decide early enough on who they want to vote for. Mm. Not that um, it's just a few months before the elections that people just come up with different kind of um, campaign strategies that people might not be able to clearly look into right. before they make that um, uh, their, uh, decision on who they want to elect 
to offices. Um, another one says that um, early commencement of campaigns. Obviously, this amount covers that already. Okay. So there's some sort of findings in the event of death in an election. So it means that if um, the political parties the opportunity to conduct primary elections to replace a candidate who dies after the commencement of polls and before the announcement of results yeah. and declaration of the winner. So all of these things, if we look at it so critically, um, it is quite juicy and for instance, mm. I, I mean, if you ask me, if we talk about um, the act of, um, of bringing technology into our elections, mm-hmm. that's actually the future of elections in Nigeria, because definitely we cannot go about doing the active things that we used to do, carrying papers from one place, you know, that has a lot of human errors mm. um, that can actually go into it. So I think it's actually a very good thing, and I'm quite worried, just like other Nigerians, that mm. um, the president is yet to accept that kind of bill. Well, so, uh, like you said, uh, lofty and laudable provisions uh, in the bill there that would definitely improve uh, elections in Nigeria and by extension, uh, democratic process. Now, you said you're worried. A lot of Nigerians are worried. Civil such organizations, about 26 of them, or 25 or thereabout, came together over the weekend uh, to actually address journalists. And yesterday, there uh, were protests in some parts of the country and uh, the FCT in particular. Uh, what, when you look at the president's body language, though this special advisor to the president, Mira Pomiski, spoke to us yesterday, that the president will still assent to this. And uh, he, 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 as a matter of fact, he actually accused uh, those uh, who actually blamed uh, 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 the president for delaying the, his assent to the bill as playing politics. What, uh, what what do you make of this? Uh, okay, let's look at uh, the window that given to the president. Why is it taking this long? Why do you think it's taking this long again? Even though the special advisor has promised us that the president will assent to it in a matter of hours, that was what he said yesterday, not even days or weeks. So what do you think uh, is actually has uh, allowed this to uh, be a, a very, very slow process again? Okay, thank you very much. Um, first of all, I want to also say that why it was really important to us mm. was that yesterday actually was 360 days okay. ahead of the presidential election. election. Mm. That means, yes, um, although the proposal is actually in 2023, that's 360 days ahead of that day. Mm. I think that's fair to have given everybody the ample time to plan ahead. Some people want to move from one location to the other. Mm-hmm. Um, generally, it's to plan. I think itself need ample time to plan at of time. So we need this deal to actually we needed that bill actually to have come in as at yesterday. So that every other thing can go into check. But even I think that played a part to have um, given us dates uh, ahead of time to have planned and given us their calendar, you know. But the election it was put in place, you know, at the time that they put it in place, a lot of things will change again because we don't know what we are planning with. Are we right. planning with a provision that we are asking for, or we are still doing the other the things that we need to do. And we also need to remember that um, uh, we that we don't think it is necessary for a policy that is doing with so much to change the election date because election date have to change if this um, uh, bill is not uh, enacted into law or signed, um, given the content of the president as soon as possible. That means that I think we need to now replan their calendar and now give a different date in time. We also talk about that, that we note also that the president has declined access to an electoral bill at least four times, I think it's been the fifth time, um, that and he needs to really access to this one. 
and then said earlier, I mean, we have another I mean, we should send it to the National Assembly, he's the president. And of course, we also know that the National Assembly is quite friendly with the president, so to say. Um, mm-hmm. So we know that somehow, yes, the president is the first language of the National Assembly, the president. Mm-hmm. So definitely, he will get a pass at the end of the question. He needs to sign the bill. And if there's any amendment to it, he should send it to the National Assembly. That is all we are asking. All right. Uh, but, 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 so I was talking about why uh, you think that uh, the president was taking time because when Arishina was uh, said, uh, talking here today and he promised Nigeria that the World Electoral Committee will be signed in a matter of hours, he said hours, well, hours can actually mean uh, days as well. And uh, he's why defending his uh, principal? Just like he said, he's not good like he's the president of Sunday. But brought it talked about the fact that the president had to be thorough and meticulous and ensure that uh, it's actually dot, uh, it dot uh, his eyes and cross his teeth rather than just uh, rushing uh, to do everything hastily and at the end of the day Nigerians uh, would have uh, to actually blame him again for signing an electoral bill that was not properly done. So maybe he might have a point there, don't you think so, Mr. Yedele? I think strongly that, um, like I've said earlier, the president, remember that this bill was actually sent to the president, I think, last year. Last year, yeah. The president rejected it, um, and um, I think one of the reasons that it did was that it was going to be a capital intensive to do having things, and it said it infringed mm. on rights of people. When we talk about the direct and indirect salaries, mm. and it was amended and trusted and sent back to him on January 31. So, what they're saying now is, the thing that I should do what now. Why is the president holding back? Why is he not signing it? Uh, you know, that's the question you're asking me. So, I, I'm not sure I have the answers to this because the body language just shows that for some reason, the president just does not want to do this because if um, uh, the, um, uh, the media, media president, the president, uh, federation, mm. they think that he will sign it in a matter of hours, mm. not days, but it eight hours. Why can't he just do it immediately? I mean, mm. Okay, well, uh, we've been joined in the studio by our second guest on the program this morning, uh, Mr. Gwenga Desunloro. Mr. Gwenga Desunloro is uh, the state uh, focal uh, person, uh, did I get that right? State focal person for Yaga Africa. Mr. Desunloro, thank you for joining us on the program uh, this morning. Uh, we've been speaking uh, with uh, Mr. David Ayodele, who's the senior uh, program associate for EIE, the sponsors of this uh, program, and on this particular issue. So, Mr. Desunara, we would need you to join us on the, uh, in this conversation quickly before I go back to uh, Mr. Yodili. Uh, yes, Nigerians, uh, Nigerian elections have been marred in the past by ballot snatching, uh, vote buying, etc. So, how would the electoral hat, this electoral hat, uh, how, uh, how will it improve the process? Or do you think things will remain the same? So I need to tell us, as a particular position of uh, this particular electoral bill, that will definitely make our elections uh, better. Okay, thank you very much. Um, we all know that in elections is a cycle, and uh, in elections there are players. Mm. We have the politicians uh, seeking votes. We have the electorates. And uh, we all know that presently uh, election, uh, political uh, offices in Nigeria are very attractive. Highly attractive. So most people are going to it because of, uh, don't let me say everybody, but a lot of people because of the gains. That's the truth. The gains? So, yes, that's the truth. So because if you are there to serve, you will not be so desperate, you will not 
I get talks, you don't want to use every means to to undermine the process, you know. You want to serve the citizens. And let the citizens decide for that. So we all know what's going on. As of 20, uh, we observed the election. I work for Yaga Africa. And uh, we picked uh, our reports are clear in the open, mm-hmm. in our website, for people to see that past elections have been uh, cases of uh, violence lashing, cases of uh, of results are not tallying with what happens in the field. Mm-hmm. So, we, the, 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 and those are the reasons why this, there's an improvement, you know. We all know, let's just give the kudos to Nigeria, the Nigerian government and the INEC, because it's a process, you know. There was something happening in 1999, 2003, uh, just like that. So, we've been having improvement. So, we feel that, okay, some of the elapses as a result of the 2015 elections mm-hmm. can't be improved on it, and that's, that's what gives rise to this mm-hmm. new electoral heart. So, mm-hmm. the truth is that, uh, one of the, let me just pick specific ones, like issues of, uh, uh, people signing under the US, you know, sometimes okay. when uh, polling agents and po- the polling official uh, gets the results and between, uh, maybe let's say, particular point in it and the world, maybe it could happen, you know, talk stay on the road and collect the results from them and give them a, a fabricated result. And they have no choice, you know. But this new law now protects the polling official that even if they have to sign a result that is not conf- conforming with what, what happened in the field, right. even though you agree because of your life, mm. you, the law still protects the citizens. So that, that's one of the key Even if for that fact alone, this new law is a welcome idea. Mm. It's a welcome idea and uh, you all really believe that this will definitely uh, improve the uh, uh, elections there in Nigeria. Yes, please. Now, things will never remain the same. Yes. But how well, the delay that have uh, actually uh, been uh, criticized in uh, many quarters, including the organization to the EIE and all that civil such organizations and some concerned Nigeria is what I want you to quickly address to. Mr. Adili has actually, uh, has actually told us his own perspective on this. The delay now, what, uh, what, 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 what do you sense? What do you think? The presidency was talking about uh, the fact that uh, Mr. President had to be meticulous. He had to be thorough. Uh, he does not have to just... Uh, I follow the bandwagon and because Nigerians are actually yearning for a new electoral heart to have a better democratic process, that does not mean that uh, we will not actually look at it thoroughly and ensure that we have the best. Don't forget that when we talk about the first reason why Mr. President did not sign the first one that was sent in the last year, that was in 2021, many people came back to agree with the President. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, even spoke, I even spoke with uh, some... Uh, members of the organization too, who, who, who came back to agree with the president. Listen, that he might actually have a point there that uh, you cannot actually force a method of primaries down the throat of uh, all the political parties. Let them choose. And of course, uh, going by what we've seen in recent times, having had some parties around the air conduct uh, their elections via the direct primaries too, and we still have allegations of fraud and improprieties and, I'm, I'm sorry, uh, uh, and then it seems that uh, no method is actually uh, pure, or no system is actually uh, perfect. So I think a lot of people came back to agree with the president. So now on this issue that we have right now, and uh, the delay, do you also sense that uh, there might be something uh, more than meets the high, or the president was, was only trying to uh, be meticulous and ensure that we have the best electoral acts? My brother, then we'll continue to work. There's a difference between facts and truth. Let the, let, you know, facts, okay. there, you know, black and white. You know? All right. But there's always uh, a brain behind the fact. 
you know. Mm. So as CSO, we are partners. We are not we are not antagonists of the government. You mm. know? We believe in democracy. We believe in democratic systems, and we know that's the best for us. Yeah. And that's why we are working with the systems to making sure that this system is, I mean, near perfect. You know. Okay, near perfect. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, near perfect because they work in progress. So and that's why we've been working with the government. If you notice that there was a town hall meeting, you know, mm. held by you know, supported by EU, you know, that all stakeholders were there, and these issues were raised. Some of the concerns of the president were, the ones that are genuine concerns were raised, mm. you know, the, uh, uh, political party, senior president, I mean, out of the key members of the, of the Senate were, were invited, they also gave their opinions, mm. and they promised. And we've seen this commitment on the part of the legislator. Okay. So, now, why is the president not taking his own side? That means we're telling us that there's more to it. That's all mm. it. Let's call it speed is speed. I'm not working to it. As, as it is now, all the cross-referencing errors, all that were outlined, have been cleared 98%. You know, issues, I don't even see any issue again. That's the truth. Because we are following the process. The law, uh, as the amendments are, uh, you know, affected, they are in the public domain. We have access to it. And we're also looking at it. So what is now delaying the president? Is it that he's not around? Is it that they are still looking at what are they looking at from when to when? How many days? Remember that it's not just it's, the president is only signing. It's not the only one looking at it. We have the, uh, the attorney general. We have mm. all the other stakeholders that are looking at it. Are they telling us that those 21 days are not enough? Mm. And we know the implication. We know the implication of the timelines. So why are we just trying to, unless we are telling us that this government do not want to sign. And mm. we are just pleading that they should just do what? Do the needful. And that's mm. what I can say. Mm. So that's just it. Okay, well, uh, Mr. Levy, I believe you had... Uh, the the other guest there, Mr. Bingari Sloro. Hello, Mr. Adeni. How about you, sir? Okay, okay. So uh, now let's uh, look at it from uh, from another uh, angle right now. Now then this new hat, just like uh, the, I sincerely appreciate you, you've definitely given us some of uh, the provisions there and what Nigerians respect uh, from the new hat when it is eventually uh, assented to by the president. Uh, it allows and uh, to have uh, uh, it allows INEC that will develop, devise and deploy uh, technology that will improve the conduct of the elections. But considering the complaints that have ensued uh, from the use of VVAs or uh, BVAS, yes, yes, don't forget what happened in uh, FCT recently. Uh, okay, Anambra as well. So, can technology be fully relied on? In ensuring a smooth process here in Nigeria, considering this climb, considering uh, the level of our development in this climb. Well, thank you very much. I, I think I strongly believe that at this particular moment in our dear country, I think we should all be uh, moving towards technology. Number one, right. um, the fact that they were concerned with people. If you look at Anambra, for example, I want to see that as a point there, mm. a case study. Anamba, for example, the first the day of their election, they had issues with Viva's accreditation. But when they had their, what's it called, the, the, um, the remaining election that had the, that happened at Yala, I think on Monday, after the election, there was no issue of Viva's. Right. So we understand that because, um, and I'm so glad that some of the off-site for elections that um, a learning curve for I'm to actually prepare hmm. for um, the on the of 2023. So, uh, it has happened in Anambra, um, and, that, um, and they are taking their lessons, as happened on, on one of the places, and lessons have been taken. And definitely, we're going to be having the lessons, definitely, what 
we are hopeful that what happened in Anambra, because one of the um, one of the feedbacks that we got at the time was that some some of the people that were delivered did not bring out of prison. Okay. So, and um, the feedbacks have been given to INEX to actually retrain people or personnel on how to handle beavers and use them to get your network and things like that. So we cannot um, shy away from the fact that we live in a technology, mm. let me say, which is the greater good or which is the um, lesser evil, so to say. To right. say that, oh, we want to keep up to our um, to our old ways of using papers, moving from one place to the other, or you are able to transmit results instantly. Maybe uh, they can transmit the election results instantly. Um, everybody can, you know, that it's quite clear and fair from them because um, there are people that are currently um, looking at election uh, process at all, at, of how it is going. And maybe it's well can transmit it, not that numbers can be changed eventually from taking it from one place to the other or from the same office. So I strongly believe that, yes, there might be hiccups uh, or that has been proven from uh, the past election. There might be hiccups, but it's still been going forward because. It is just, just like every other part that technology has touched in Nigeria, mm. let's say from the finance, our financial sector, which from mm. the same uh, communications and the like, how that grossly or greatly improved the country. That is exactly the same thing, or even a better way of improving our democratic governance in Nigeria if okay. we embrace technology. Okay, if we embrace technology, I don't know, Sarisunoro, you might just uh, want to have a kind of an addendum on this particular issue of. Uh, uh, technology too. What? Uh, but before we, uh, before then, we just take a moment right now, and then uh, we will back to Steve Harris VP programs on the Kitsi this side. Uh, and today on the program, we're looking at uh, well, the Electoral Act Amendment Bill. Expecting Mr. President to sign it any moment from now, as uh, been promised by the uh, senior special special to the president yesterday. Uh, we were back right now, and then uh, we will. Continue the conversation. We are speaking with Mr. David Ayodele, a senior program associate uh, with uh, uh, PIE. And of course, uh, we have uh, Mr. Gwenga Adesu Laura in the studio with us. Let's just carry on with uh, the issue on if we can actually rely on technology due to the latest complaints that we have received from electorates and concerned Nigerians in the elections that were conducted recently, particularly the issue of Bivasa in uh, Anambra State. Even during the FCT, the government elections, too, we still had people 
who had uh, some complaints. Uh, let me get your uh, position on this very critical issue. Yeah, thank you, sir. Um, Bivas is actually um, a technology solution that's based on artificial intelligence. Mm. And uh, we know that there is a build-up to that, you know, the people come for registration of votes. I mean, voters come to get accredited as the polling units. And in order to save time, can I continue? Yes, continue. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so in order to save time, the, these innovations are introduced and also to uh, verify who is I mean, the eligible voters, you know. Mm. So because we all know that there are, I, I, I can tell you authoritatively, there are people who who get voters' cards and they keep it in the house of one chief in their community mm-hmm. and they may not be there on the election days and people are imported from other states and uh, given somebody else voters' card, you know, and uh, to come to the polling unit and vote. And when the issue of a micro uh, manual accreditation will stay in easily, those mm. people can just have their way. So but with Vivas, you know, it's very, very it's near impossible. So all these things, all these technology into innovations, don't don't forget that for citizens to have confidence in the process, they must know that their vote will count. They must know that those who are actually eligible to uh, vote are actually the people coming to vote, you know. So the BVAS is basically an innovation. And definitely, when you are testing innovation, there are going to be challenges. You know, but does that, does that say that the, the good does not outweigh the, the challenges? No. Mm. No, at all. So we, uh, uh, for me, I, I believe anything that can be done to deter fraud, you know, on the process. Anything that can be done to improve citizen confidence in the process okay. must be encouraged. Okay. So that's just my position about Viva. Okay. So definitely, we know that those challenges have been looked into, just like uh, my colleague said. Mm. So, you know, it will actually work on the second day, and I'm sure those agreements will be improved on to make sure that uh, so all these issues notice, even when the FCT elections are corrected, you know, mm. coming to the elections. Okay. But the truth is that some of these people that are saying that I have new issues with it, find out, are they actually the owners of these cards? Because that's the purpose of some of these beavers, mm. beavers, to detect if the person actually holding the card is right. actually the person. Because they want to do a biometric, you know, mm. with beavers. Yeah. Mm. Well, uh, uh, Mr. Ayodele, are you there? Hello? Okay, thank you very much. Uh, sorry uh, for the hiccups uh, there. So let's uh, move away from that uh, issue of technology. Uh, Clause 65, uh, in that provision, uh, the, uh, the Electoral Act highlights the power to review election results declared under duress. You talked about that earlier too. You mentioned that. Uh, Mr. Gengarishnor also mentioned that too. But what we want to establish today is uh, how practicable is this provision? Hello. Yes, I'm, I'm with you. Um, so, so thank please you very much. Um, mm. Before we actually move towards um, totally away from what we call from technology, uh, because it's going to relate to All right. okay. the point as a little is that you know that um, the fact that uh, in the past, you know that card readers are not banged up by law, right? Mm. And these current ones, so they cannot be used as evidence in the court. In the court, so, yeah. Not the case that can't be done. So then, these new technologies that have been, uh, what's it called, and introduced, can actually be taken in as evidence. Not the case there's an issue with um, the credibility of a particular oh. result. Mm. So we can take in um, the new technology, this beavers and the things like that. Beavers can show you how many people have, that's why I'm saying, those are, they keep long and record. So mm. it can actually be used 
as evidences in court. So you are asking how practical it is to, um, how practical it is being admitted in the trial process. I believe this is very, very practical, um, although until there are big experts um, on the field who know how practical it is, so to say. But on paper, I think it's very practical to say that, oh, for instance, you mentioned a particular case to say um, uh, it's that, that uh, remind me again, you were talking about. Uh, okay, well, okay. Mm. Uh, yes, exactly. That was my last question. Uh, there are clause 65 about uh, the power given to Anna to review election results declared under duress. And that's what we're looking at. Uh, how practicable is that going to be? An election has been declared, yes. Perhaps the returning officer, the election of the electoral officers later said well, they were under duress, they were coerced to do it. And how do you think that would definitely have come to play to now review it and it will not uh, in a way generate uh, some kind of doubts and controversies about those who have said okay you already you already declared <laughs> the results before and so just uh, in specifics because they will definitely they will definitely need uh, some facts and to evidence to say that uh, truly this uh, election was declared under duress that's so that, that's why I'm also trying to yes, I get your point. That's also what I was trying to explain with the what's it called, the technology part um, earlier. To show that there because these technologies are being introduced, if so what let me tell you exactly what um, that particular clause explains. Mm. It says power to review election results declared on that so it gives INEC the power to review declaration and returns uh, made under possible circumstances mm. to keep returning officers in check. Said the provision will funda- fundamentally transform the results management process and deter politicians from compelling election officials to declare fabricated election results that can only be challenged in court. So, what I'm trying to say is, uh, because so because all of these things, um, there, are, there are evidences that they have happened in the past from happening again. The practicality of this happening is that if politicians, so to say, know that one. To review um, a declared return mm. under duress. Okay. It means that you won't go to them to ask them to declare results under duress. Mm. Because you know that even after it is declared, it can also be annulled by the same um, body. Mm. I don't even understand what I'm trying to say. Yes, explain. I'm with you. Mm. Yeah. So it means that, for instance, why why would we have election declared under duress? If you go back to say that, you know what, this election because was declared under duress and we want to change it with facts and figures. Mm. And it's still in the power of INEC to do that, but while being accountable to citizens. Mm. But in the past, what we had was, if the election was declared, it has been declared. Definitely, right. if anything is going to happen, you go to mm. court, okay. you go and um, okay. you know, mm. um, lay your complaint and say whatever it is that um, is your displeasure mm. towards the result of the election. Mm. So I just think that this particular aspect actually just puts even political um, officers, uh, politicians into check. You say, hey, don't come here. Because if they actually make these people declare results under duress, mm. they can, after you leave, they can still declare that um, um, election to be inconclusive, so to say, or to tell you that it was still under duress and for, for further review. Mm. So that will not happen again. Mm. Because, it's, because it's back. Okay. Did you hear me, Mr. Aureli? Hello? Okay. Yes, I'm there. Uh, okay. Uh, well. Uh, okay. 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 Uh, I can hear you, Mr. Aureli. I can hear you. What, 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 let me come to uh, Mr. Adesno now. The major flaw of the 
2018 election was the uh, menace, uh, the, the menace of vote buying, perhaps maybe we have overlooked that. We, we are not actually talking about that right now. But, uh, but are there any uh, indirect provisions that may help stem the tide of vote buying? And not just, uh, not just iniquity now, but uh, across the nation. Uh, thank you, sir. Um, we all know, uh, what do I say? You know, politics is a business, it's an event, you know, and uh, mm. we have players there. And mm. these players also sit down, and that's also uh, a, 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 a kind of indicator to the citizens that we should not have that mindset that, oh, vote doesn't count again, you know. Before now, there has been the narrative that the vote don't count, right. you know, and that has also caused voter apathy. And that's the reason why people even collect the money in the first place. Because they feel that, well, even what I'm queuing out and spending hours to vote is not actually counting, you know. Mm. But I'm trying to tell the citizens listening to me today now that if, it, if your vote does not count, why are they giving you money to vote for them? Do you understand? Mm. So it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's an eye-opener for us as citizens to wake up that, well, these votes are actually counting. Mm. So don't say because it's not counting and you guys have to brainwash you and collect money, you know. And uh, and you know and votes for somebody that who called the ISB that it doesn't work that way. But like your question, that what are the way forward? Yes, why do uh, we have vote buying? Why? Is it, because why? There is no secrecy of ballots. Hmm. Because even if you collect the money, and there is secrecy of ballots, I can go in there and vote for somebody of my choice. But in a situation where the security agencies, the party agents, are so close to the coup, voting cubicle, right? And the public will stop constructing in a way that protects the eligible voters. What happens? Just for now, we monitored. So, going forward, we want to advocate that the voting cubicle should be designed and should be stationed where secrecy of ballots are protected. Once that is settled, I tell you, vote buying will be, will be will, I mean, will, will, be, will be kind of, will not be a, a, a lucrative business again. People will still collect their money and they will still go and vote for whoever they want to vote. And their money will waste. So, we're also telling the citizens that, and we know INEC, we're supposed to have meetings, engagement with INEC, and we've been working together, and these are issues that uh, they are also putting in place. So, I'm very sure these coming elections will put in place all these processes. And also, even though we say the security should be there, the security mm -hmm. should not be so close to where the voting is taking place. No, that's not what it says. Just, they should stay at the meeting, and they should maintain that position. Because most times, even the securities are compromised. You know, it is the security official that is even helping the police agents to monitor if the person is actually voting for the party or not. Mm. Can you imagine that? Because we have seen that. So, the security agencies, the polling agents, should, even though they are there to observe the process, they have that right, the security to provide security. And they should stay far away from the voting cubicle. So, once secrecy of ballots is guaranteed, I tell you, vote buying will be a thing of the past. So that's all it. Okay, well, but, okay, uh, I will quickly want Mr. Adele to also react to this uh, particular question, not only in AKT2, but because our focus is on, on, on AKT. That's why we're talking about this uh, major flaw in uh, elections across Nigeria, talking about the issue of uh, the menace of vote buying. And so, uh, talking about uh, some of the provisions now, I would like to know, Mr. Adele, uh, maybe we have uh, overlooked that. Uh, are there any direct provisions? that may help to stem the tide of vote buying uh, in the, this new law, not just uh, in the future, of course, elections is coming in the future, but across Nigeria. Um, I'm not sure that any of the uh, provisions at this stage directly 
to go back. If we look at all of these provisions we list together, mm. they all will contain a lot of things, including both sides. Mm. Because um, if you look at, because of the um, state, particularly, and I like to emphasize this technology, because uh, when people look at, uh, I think one of the things that is going to be because of our black they you know that uh, a lot of young voters are already in this way, and they are against that, they know that. Then also, like I said earlier, everything working that will work super for good and even be useful by itself. So I'm not sure that there is only one particularly looking to take what good good time as I'm looking at all of these things. Mm. Well, when uh, the coalition of such organizations, uh, when they actually met and addressed uh, the press last week, they talked about uh, some. Uh, lapses that may, we may not be able to correct either of uh, the Kiti, the upcycle elections there in Nekiti and um, Oshun State uh, due to the delay. Uh, perhaps you just want to emphasize on some of these things and uh, how this will actually play out even if the president goes ahead to ascend to the bill today. Uh, what are the lapses that m- may be a bit too late for NEC? Uh, to actually correct uh, some of the parts, some of the aspect of the law that may be difficult for INEC to introduce due to the time frame that we have, uh, talking about uh, the few months we have at our disposal to the election here in the Kitana states. It is impossible for us to do that. I don't know what sincerely <laughs> thank you and I must say apologizing to uh, listeners out there the network this morning on the program has not been really encouraging uh, but it's been a robust and engaging uh, discussion with uh, uh, Mr. David Ayadeli who is uh, the senior program associate at EIE he actually joined us via telephone so Ayadeli we appreciate you very much for your time on the program and your perspective this morning thank you very much Thank you. Thank you very much. Grateful for having me on the program. Mm, it's our pleasure, I must say. And of course, uh, Mr. Benga Adesunara, who is uh, the state focal person in Africa, here in Nikiti State. Thank you very much uh, for your time on the program this morning. I may just want to get uh, your uh, final remark, Mr. Yeah. Uh, Thank Adesunara. you very much, sir. Uh, I just want to plead again with uh, the government of the day, Mr. President, to please sign that rev- uh, the new electoral heart law. Because we are talking about cost of governance. Things have been procured and those things will be useless if these laws are not in place. Mm. So don't let's keep wasting taxpayers' money. Don't let's keep putting the folk or country into you know stress, financial stress of all these technology that are being procured and they're not going to be useful if mm. they're not backed by the law. So mm. please, Mr. President, sign this little law and those other stakeholders that they can also help us put the pressure on the political actors who knows how to press the dot and, and 
get him to sign the law. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Mr. Alessio. Thank you very much, Mr. David Daly. Well, the special advice out to the President of Media and Public Bank, Femi Adeshina, did promise yesterday that the President will sign uh, this Electoral Health Amendment Bill into law in the matter of hours. We're expecting that uh, before the end of the day, definitely that will materialize. So thank you very much, gentlemen. Harris VP program for the decide. Uh, powered by enough is enough uh, nigeria group uh, in partnership with uh, inspiration care development uh, center will come your way again next week on new cruise your source always do well and to join us then many thanks to samuel who will be my producer joshua is my name have a great day